Welcome to the American Intelligence Media. This is Douglas Gabriel, a.k.a. Thomas Payne in the Ass of the Globalists, and today I'm talking with Michael McKibben, our great friend, great researcher, who is the spokesperson for Leaders Technology. Welcome to the show, Michael. Hi, Douglas. Great to be here. You're also the CEO, president, founder, and basically the genius who came up with uh, scalable social networking in case people didn't know who you were. That was your introduction. But besides that, you happen to be the best researcher and have the best group of researchers that anyone has ever seen that we've spoken with or in our experience. So thank you for your research and your recent research along with the a group I don't know very well. I've been trying to follow with uh, some of the people who are involved in it, the Center for Self-Governance. And then all these election people that you have been talking to who have been fighting this war against electronic digitalized uh, elections for a long time. So you have now brought forth one of the most earth-shattering th shattering things that we have seen in a while because this has gone far and wide, not only the alternative media, it's gone straight to Washington, D.C. And as of yesterday, our hero, Devin Nunes, who we want to be president in uh, 2024, and Jim Jordan being his vice presidential candidate, we are so happy to see that Nunes has put forward action in the Congress to have paper ballots in the next election. That's Is that right? I have seen that. Yes, and and it's and some then are trying to water that down by saying, yes, let's not do it for the 2018. Let's do it for 2020. And as you know, they'll stall and they won't do it for the 2020. So mm -hmm. you have been calling along with others to correct this problem. Can you tell us about the problem? and tell us what the solution is. Well, we've, we've been looking at this for years, and it's all starting to come into focus. And the recent priority put on in our research came from all of the information that Lord Malik Brown and the Privy Council and George Soros are all tied up with um, a company called Smartmatic that was started in Venezuela and uh, through various flips and turns and backflips of companies and, and corporate names, uh, gave the engine software inside Smartmatic to all of the vendors, including ES&S, Dominion, Sequoia, um, I'm missing one, Diebold. They all have, even though they have all different brands, they all have the same software engine. And the realization, or I guess it does make sense when you look at all the things we've been talking about with the Internet of Things and the way the, the British and the uh, senior executive service here in this country have been working to uh, create this one-world communication system, partially using our invention of social networking. They've been looking for how to unify their electronic controls over us and i never put this together with voting until recently but it does make sense when you think about it remember all that work we did on on um what was his name richard walker oh yeah the uh, internet of things and pardon the internet of things we call it yes and the way that in the mid 90s they started working on developing this global surveillance system that could track everything and they, they referred to humans as wetware 
and uh, they literally showed a system in their patents that uh, where all of the all human beings, all inventory, all money on the planet could be tracked from a single location. And how that's all associated with the IBM Eclipse of things and how Google and Facebook and Yahoo and YouTube and everybody in the social world has implemented this same system. And how we it's pretty obvious that any inventor that uh, stood in their way, way got crushed by their claim that it was all open source. Well, now we see, and it's just come recently, that all of our electronic voting systems are a part of this same global plan to control communications, to control the narrative, to control, quote, perception management, i.e. brainwashing, and to actually control votes. So the actual development and implementation of electronic voting has clearly been a part of this agenda for since the beginning of the use of electronic voting machines. And so now it's finally come to the public's general perception that we've got a problem. And that's what we're looking at now with with all of these different voting machines and working on advocating that we immediately go back to the future and go back to paper ballots so that we can avoid having all the votes in all of our states controlled by a central location of people that uh, are unelected and uh, are part of this corporatist world government. Yes, and when Lord George Mark Malik Brown, Baron, member of the Privy Council and second in charge of the UN for a while, when he was in charge of elections through the UN, he rigged the Venezuelan elections with Jimmy Carter and the CIA, and they created OPTEC, and they've been using it ever since. Now, my question is how and I've been using the word stupid a lot because that's what Trump called Washington, D.C. before he went there. Now we know it's stupid to the stupid power. How stupid would it be that Americans should give their elections over to corporations who don't answer questions, who don't answer FOIAs, who are completely uh, have impunity, who have no regard for the law, who are owned by people like George Soros and the Privy Council members control them, like Jeffrey Patty. We were looking for how George Soros was so confident that he controlled elections in America. Well, that's because he owns the machines. And he, and he, of course, is part of the manipulation of Optech. So it does not matter who is running, Republicans, Democrats, it is fixed. And it's fixed right. because of PC Anywhere which a junior high school student, hacker, could go in and change the election tallies on any of the Secretary of State's uh, machines that they use, all the machines you just mentioned, because they all have PC Anywhere in them. PC Anywhere is Yeah, let me, let so me tell you times. how simple that is. PC Anywhere is no more complicated than what anyone does when they log into their bank account to uh, order a check or check on their... Uh, their bank balance. They put in a username, they put in a password, and they're in. So if a hacker knows the street address, basically the DNS number, of a particular computer that's a voting machine, 
and that's just a computer that's called a voting machine, and they have that PC Anywhere username and password therein. That's how easy it is. And what we've seen they do is they have unified the access to these machines through the U.S. Digital Service, through that server that's uh, sitting down, um, network operating center that's sitting down from the White House, the Valerie Jarrett staffs with Barack Obama, uh, Eric Schmidt and Google and Facebook in their template for winning elections. They have unified the ability to access all these machines simultaneously through the Internet of Things so that when they make the change once, they can make it for a whole group of computers or voting machines. And that's only the tip uh, of the iceberg, isn't it? Because they can manipulate it by simply saying, oh, in Ohio, we know the Diebold machines did fractional counting. You can explain that because you were involved in it. We know there's the man in the middle routine with Karl Rove. We saw it happen. We saw hanging chads lead to the Supreme Court making a decision. And now about a presidential election. And now we see at local, state, and federal levels, many people calling for paper ballots. Why? Because in California, in local elections, they just made it legal for illegal aliens to vote. So our voting and our election systems in America, regionally, statewide, and federal, are completely a mess that we need to go back, as you say, to paper ballots, IDs that show who you are that are directly connected to, hopefully, your I-9. Anyone who has a job has filled out an I-9 because you don't get the job without it. So why is it that we ask for your nationality and proof of citizenship all the time, but you can't ask it for the most important thing, elections, so let's get proof of who these people are who are voting. Let's make sure that sanctuary states and sanctuary cities, the people who try to do that go to jail because that's against all of our laws, our most sacred of laws, the constitutional right to vote, citizens voting, not illegal aliens voting. And now we don't even get to vote because a high school hacker can go in and change the election totals for any secretary of state in what? How how many seconds would that take, Michael? Well, anybody that's logged on and changed a, a number in their bank account knows how quickly that can happen. Or so you in go minutes. in and open a spreadsheet and change a number in the cell in your spreadsheet. That's how fast this can occur. There's one variant, by the way, on paper ballots that uh, we've just discovered in the state of Washington. In the state of Washington, <clears throat> they use electronic scanners, which include this Optech software, but everyone in the state mails in a paper ballot. So you would think, oh, hey, that's good. They mail in a paper ballot. Well, one of the requirements in the state of Washington is that the voting machines print out a receipt uh, that basically documents the results of the scanned ballot. But, I mean, think about it. The person who voted is not standing there watching the machines that they use in their counties to scan the ballots. So the machine itself probably does print out a receipt, but since the voter isn't sitting there to verify it, there is no control over the process at all by the citizens of the state of Washington. It's a, it's, it's a crime how badly they have uh, aborted the, um, the chain of custody process that's required by their state laws. And you were part of the group that figured out how the fractional voting went 
uh, well, the the fractional voting issue was something that uh, uh, was discovered years ago in the Diebold machines, and the way they handle that is basically they decide for a particular scanning device what the vote is going to, how the vote is going to be printed out. So they already know what the printout's going to say. And then what they do as they scan in ballots, they um, they place those in the database inside the machine. And if more votes occur, if there are more votes than you want that particular candidate to have, then all that database does is it starts dividing the full vote to a partial vote so that they end up with the number they're looking for in advance. And Very clever. You were part of um, that situation where many lawyers came and sued Ohio. They showed in every case that I saw that fractional voting was happening. You can vote for one person and they get a fraction of that vote and the other person gets the other fraction. And yeah, there's a there's a good video, a HBO documentary called Hacking Democracy that actually showed how uh, fractional voting works. By the way, I wasn't a part of that. I have studied it and researched it uh, quite a bit, uh, but that all occurred before I got into the subject. Oh, what I meant by that is that you've researched it thoroughly and yes. that you had input even in the last election, to a bunch of people who were trying to stop this from happening, and I guess in some cases they were able to freeze those cells on the Excel spreadsheet that were held supposedly in a secure position inside of a computer, inside of a voting machine, it was the total. And I guess some people went and froze the cells so that those cells could not be manipulated. Did I get that right? Uh, They actually put a fence around the server itself so that unauthorized if if the access was not coming in from a bona fide uh, county election board then the the third the man in the middle third party could not get in and attempt to change the votes now i think that's what saved our last election i think that's absolutely what saved it as well as a landslide vote for trump what we are seeing here is absolutely an institutionalized form of cheating with votes. The states know they cheat. They have to know they cheat. All they had to do was ask the simplest of questions, can this election machine be hacked? And they would say their answer. And the answer was, oh, no, it can't be hacked. It has a modem that only dials out. And then you say, really? Well, how do you repair it? And they say, oh, well, any of our repairmen can go in at any time and go into the machine and remote control it through PC anywhere and change anything and make it function from a distance. And you heard during every election, you will hear that these election machine people have to go in and correct machines as they are tallying. Every election I know of, this happens. And so you'll get late reportings from certain states. And so that means that the people are calling in who own these machines. And the second that they call in, anyone can jump in on that line that's standing anywhere near the machine is what I understand. And basically through PC Anywhere, when they're done and the people leave, they can simply change the vote to whatever tally they want. Well, the the idea that it's a one-way modem is silly. 
uh, I mean, and just think about it. When you dial up any other computer, there's a handshake between the two computers that occurs. There's a signal that goes out from your machine. There's a signal that comes back. And if, if it matches the key, then then you've got a connection. The idea that it's only one way is uh, it's just so ludicrous to, to listen to. It, it, it's obviously fooling the unsuspecting, uh, but um, it makes no sense from a technical viewpoint. And from the records I've seen, people who ask these companies to please explain their stupidity, they don't get answers back. They simply stonewall right. them because they're corporations. Now, I want to ask again, the stupid to the stupid question. Why wouldn't the United States government own these election machines and have one process that is absolutely foolproof if they wish to have digital machines? Why would they allow corporations to, every time they get caught, oh, we're gonna change from Smartmatic to uh, to uh, Diebold. Oh, we're gonna change from Diebold to Sequoia. Oh, we're gonna change. No, it's always Optech that runs it. It's a lie. So this is obfuscation on purpose. I am accusing every single state of being part of election rigging. And if they do not drop every one of those machines and every machine that uses Optech, whoever is involved in that election is part of the rigged election because this is simple logic. This doesn't even take anything more well, than why, simple logic here, to understand. I mean, that would be better. But uh, the, the fact is any technologist will tell you there's no way you can control the inner workings of a piece of software and 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 give certainty to the bipartisan counters that that software is accurately representing back what the voter put in there is no way on god's green earth to do that so what we've got to do is get away from this fascination with digital automation it's not the be-all and end-all solution for all problems of counting and in this case it is a simple invitation to fraud in our voting system. And we've got to get off of this fascination with shiny things called voting machines. We've got to go back to paper ballots and a bipartisan chain of custody that's unbroken from the time a person registers their vote till it's counted until that result is, is driven to the state election bureau. That's the only way to guarantee a clean vote. There is no such thing as a magical impenetrable piece of software that can guarantee our vote. We don't need it. Especially we, if why do we need it so fast? By Brits. Especially if they're controlled by the people who are putting out perception management and mass deception through strategic communications laboratory in our elections. Forty four of our elections have been totally manipulated through Facebook, Google, through uh, through all social media, and they're proud of it. We paid that company during the 2016 election to run the Global Engagement Center, which was nothing more than a propaganda machine for election to get Hillary elected. And then after the fact, they tried to blame those things on Russians. All they did was they put, as Vault 7 shows us, Russian attributes, old Russian attributes. So when it's the footprints of the GRU, you can 100% guarantee that it is fake. So any reference to Russian hacking, Russian meddling in our election, nonsense the brits and obama and hillary hacked our election meddled in our election and it doesn't make any sense now let's go to the next thing lord malik brown and george soros own smartmatic but then they also have other 
tentacles into our election, and we pointed out how Jeffrey Patty and the Privy Council and the Strategic Communication Laboratory, they also had their uh, tentacles into our election. But then you discovered the most amazing thing, which goes and underscores what you just said. Why are we obsessed with having computer results on the night of the election? Guess who runs that? I'm going to let Michael tell you that, but I will tell you this. The reason they do that is so those fake numbers can drive the opponent that has already been told they're losing to capitulate that night. Right. That's That's really the key to force a capitulation, and then you don't have to worry about the vote. Douglas, I think the problem here is because we're dealing, there's a basic fallacy in our whole thinking about voting. And the fallacy is we're assuming that electronic voting, electronic machines in our vote is a way of life that we have to accept. And when you actually think, if, if you just do basic planning and look at the goal, what are you trying to achieve? You're trying to achieve a fair vote. Then you start looking for ways to achieve that. The One of the things you're going to do in, in building your solution is reject anything that can't get you to your endpoint that you desire. Our desire should be for a fair vote. Why have we set this objective before us that we've got to have election results that night and and you mentioned earlier about the idea of getting the opponent to capitulate on the same night and what happens when why do they do that it's because if they capitulate then it kind of uh, uh, negates the idea that uh, anybody needs to check to see if the vote was actually fair well what we're all discovering is that it seems like both sides are in on that capitulation game but anyway besides that the, the the real need is to have a fair vote, and I really don't care as a citizen that it be done that night. It could be done two days later, three days later, four days later. I don't think it should be forever, <clears throat> but for example, here in Ohio, we have 88 counties. Well, if each county board of elections is, has enough ballot counters to count the vote, and let's say it takes a day or two to get through the ballots and verify them and get everybody to sign off on them, then somebody gets in a car at that county and drives the results down to the state of Ohio. Within a week, we've got all the counties reporting in, and we have our total. How hard is that? 88 cars drive down to the state with their results that have been verified, and in that car is the bipartisan group that counted the votes and certified them. It's not that hard. No, and then you can count them again if you need to. And the other thing is I want you to explain to people and it's my opinion, but, you know, my opinion, well, hell, that goes a long way, huh? So I watched <laughs> yeah. these elections, and the second the votes came in for Hillary Clinton, they were exaggerated beyond belief. Her votes, if you noticed, later in the night, they went down. They went down massively. So what is happening here? Anyone who is getting mainstream media avid or ISIS management, or Leader Plus, it's all one system that tells mainstream media exactly what to say so they can control people. I say they're controlling the elections the whole night. When people get discouraged to find that their candidate, they lie and they say they haven't gotten any votes, they're not gonna go out and vote because they think, why would I vote? It's not not gonna make any difference. Or they see their candidate get lots of votes. Oh, well, I'm gonna go help or whatever. They, They manipulate the audience 
Right. And they all are saying the exact same thing, exact same lies, being fed from the same place. None of these It's stations. all a part of the same Internet of Things system that they've been working on for the last 20 years to unify the control of the public perception of a vote using the same technology. In the case of the AVID slash um, ISIS slash Leader Plus system that they've now linked up to all the newsrooms in the mainstream media, they're able to push out a common narrative across all of those channels literally in seconds. And so they can they can try to manipulate what people think is happening when in fact we're learning is rarely happening and therefore they can try to steer the vote the way they want. Then in the end, if all of that's not working, then they go into the votes and they actually change the machine. So They've been working a long time to get control of every aspect of our voting process, from the perception to the brainwashing to the to the um, the night of the vote to actually changing numbers when their system still isn't working. And we saw and you we mentioned uh, you, you mentioned uh, votes going up and down. That's only pos- possible with something called fraction magic, where. The, the voting system is reporting the numbers maybe accurately, but then as soon as Fraction Magic starts cutting back the number of votes, then you can see changes in the totals. And that actually is, I have actually observed that in a state, in a Missouri state election uh, in the last uh, vote. So we have uncovered corruption from everything of in local voting, allowing illegal aliens to vote as many times as they want. We allow multiple voting. We allow no ID for voters. And we allow the manipulation. I mean, how silly is that? I, you use an ID when you go in and pay for bubble gum at 7-Eleven. I mean, it's ridiculous. And then we see that it's obvious that the states are in on this because every time they get caught, they go to a different system that's still using the same software and say they've corrected the problem. These are all lies. Right. So I'm afraid I'm going to have to say that anyone who has been part of this system at the high level would have to have known this was going on. And that is perhaps why for the first time in history, in my history, in my life, I've never heard anybody at, in Washington, D.C. say use paper ballots. Never. Never heard yeah, anybody well, why say Why would that. they? It appears they've all been in on this game and they've just decided from election to election who's going to win the next one now i will point out one thing that just dawned on me remember how when we were looking at uh, uh, richard walker and we were looking at the uninterruptible power supply or uh, autopilot that um um Oh. The uninterruptible autopilot QRS yeah. 11 through 14. The QRS 11 uh that uh actually can take over an airplane or a vehicle and and, uh, run it off the road or or wreck it. Remember how we tracked who owns that technology now? And we discovered that it is now owned by Bain Capital, which is one of Mitt Romney's companies. Remember how we we discovered that? I forgot that. Well, now in in all these voting machines, we've, we've now seen in... In the last five years, uh, Bain Capital and Mitt Romney's company have come to own something called Art, uh, Heart Inner Civic, which is actually used in most states across the country now in the voting machines. So we've got that same principle 
of being able to tap into something and change the, the directions uh, at will using software, and we see Bain Capital and Mitt Romney also present in our voting. And his son running the company for the election machines and his daughter running the Republican National Convention, the machine for election rigging finances. And then we see him winning out there inexplicably, and now it's obvious. He's promoting a Democrat, the head of Starbucks, promoting him, raising funds for his can uh, presidential campaign, because I predict that Ronald, that uh, Romney will run against him, thinks he's going to run against him, and that he will, in the primary, try to defeat Trump in 2020, because he knows he has the machines on his side. And we yep. know this, because we've seen it again and again. What does Romney do? He goes to the weakest states. He went to Massachusetts. At, that's the weakest state for elections. We know that the election rigging in Massachusetts is unbelievable. Five other states drive to Massachusetts to vote. They have more people voting than, any, than registered or actually adults. And the recount that Jill Stein asked for in the presidential election and Hillary went along with, they asked uh, after the third state and they came to Detroit, they found that the Detroit votes weren't even, ca there were no ballots and they, nobody cast anything. And at that point, they had to collapse it because it was seen that the entire, that Detroit, I know Detroit very well, is so rigged, they don't even, they don't even count. They simply tell you, they make up a number. So they made up a number and then they went to look it up and there aren't that many adults in Detroit, in that, in that area. It, the it's number was magical. like double the amount, and they all voted in a, in a place where people don't vote usually. And so they then threw in the towel on the recount. And then when spent, when, uh, excuse me, when uh, the vice president was asked to do the investigation into elections, and it was a voluntary participation, uh, I believe after seven states had sent in their voluntary information, they simply compared it against license and social security and the vote they found between 2.5 and 3.5 million illegal votes in seven states. Only 17 states said they would participate. And when that first report came out, almost all the states withdrew support for a voluntary, uh, uh, Mike Pence looking at the investigation, uh, investigating the election to see if there was election rigging. So he had to stop because why exactly what I'm saying? The states all know it's rigged. Right, and, and what we're talking about when we talk about the states, we're talking about the Secretary of State in each of our states is the one responsible for the vote in that state. And what, we're, what we've just seen in, in Washington is, is, is really magical in that they've got all these scanning machines, all these devices we've been talking about, and yet they have 100% mail-in of their ballots. So... Tell me how they verify the identity of somebody who's mailed in a ballot. I mean, talk about susceptible for fraud. Mail-in ba ballots have been deciding elections, and some states want to go to all mail-in ballots. Well, Washington's already there. So who knows what the real vote has ever been in Washington. That's unbelievable. You know, like always, Michael, you and the researchers... Uh, at Americans, in, Americans for Innovation, at the Center for Self-Governance, uh, your people at Leader Technology, and all your other researchers, we cannot thank you enough because we see the research you have done, and we promote it, of course, here at Aim for Truth, 
we sent it out to all of our groups, which means it reaches a lot of people. It reached right up to the top to Devin Nunes. And now he knows that we have the evidence to support what he said the Congressional Intelligence Committee has been examining for decades and nothing was ever done. Now he's calling for paper ballots. Other people in the Congress are calling for it. States are calling for it. uh, Local uh, governments are calling for it. So I have to thank you because as far as I know, this issue, except for the Center for uh, Self-Governance and the other groups for, uh, you know, that are looking at election fraud and have been entire organizations, besides them, nobody's been saying this. Now everybody's saying it. It's been on it's been on Infowars. It's been on every everywhere. It's been on television, and now they're uh, mainstream media. And now everybody is acknowledging. Oh, and we're using tongue in cheek the phrase "Russians hacked our elections." We have to go to paper ballots. Thank you so much, anarchist Democrats, who gave us the opportunity to do this. And thank you, Michael McKibben. Well, why would for the any, amazing work that you're you welcome? Well, but I ask this: Why would anybody who's a citizen? I don't care what party they're in why would we ever have a want a process where we don't have integrity in our voting i mean we don't have a country if we don't have that this is the most sacred act that we can do and protect as a citizen and that's why we can't wait we can't rely on paid bureaucrats because think about it anybody that's working for any secretary of state in any state any employee within that state is bipartisan. I mean, it's not bipartisan. They're they're hired by a partisan, somebody who was elected from one party or the other, and then they hire the people in that that, uh, that are consistent with their view. So the idea that we've got paid officials that are supposedly watching over our voting processes in a bipartisan way is a fallacious argument right there. This this process of voting is the citizen's property. It is not the property of the government. And I don't know how we got there, Douglas. I really don't. How did we ever get to the point where we relied completely on partisan governments to organize a bipartisan property of the citizens of this republic? We've got to take this back now. Absolutely. We the people have to take back from the corporations our most sacred citizen right voting and i want to thank you again for all that you've revealed i believe that we may actually see action on this before the 2018 election which then would guarantee in 2020 that trump would be elected re-elected so i want to thank you again for the amazing research because you know uh, many times we think we know a lot of stuff and then when this research comes out which is irrefutable this is indictable evidence this is directly from the government that we can demonstrate these things and then in a minute you'll hear them being proud and they will defend it like putting a spy or an informant in the Trump camp you know when it was really espionage they should all go to jail for you asked the question how do we get here we allowed corporations to take over our republic and we're going to take it back yes 